0: The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Why is it whenever I come into the studio, you look like you're drooling on the computer screen?
1: (laughs) Oh, hush. (laughs) This time it's not a person. (laughs) It's a country. (laughs) I'm just enjoying all the photos of Panama you have here in the studio. Uh, You've done some great research for your upcoming trip to Panama. Oh, yeah. I can hardly wait. Well, while you're enjoying all the beauty there, I guess I'll be here in the studio. But I'll be watching definitely from afar. As all of our listeners can, too. Tell everyone how they can watch your trip. Well, my
0: new YouTube travel channel is called Eddie on the Go. I hope our listeners will go check it out. Subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can get a heads up when I drop new episodes.
1: Yeah, and um, can you please stay away from the Panamanian (laughs) jungles and
0: don't get lost? Oh, my God. Uh, You mean like Lizanne and Chris? Yeah,
1: yeah. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, and this is the story of Lisanne Froon and Chris Kremers. The two went missing in a jungle in Panama, and to this day, the story is still unexplained. 22-year-old Lisanne Froon and 21-year-old Chris Kremers both grew up in Amersfoort in the Netherlands. Lisanne was creative, responsible, smart. A passionate volleyball player who just graduated with a degree in applied psychology. While Chris was also smart, responsible, and creative, had just completed her studies in cultural social education. Emphasizing in art education. The two friends had saved up their money for a long planned trip to Panama. They would vacation in a beautiful country for six weeks. The two planned to learn Spanish and maybe do something of significance for the locals of the country. They were particularly interested in volunteering with children. The trip was also to serve as a reward for Lisanne's recent graduation. In the weeks prior to the trip, the two friends moved in together in a dorm room and both worked at a cafe in Den Kleinen Hap. With much excitement, the two young women arrived in Panama on March 15, 2014. touring around the country and taking in the sights, spending some time in Bocas del Toro. But by March 29, 2014, they found themselves in Boquete. They were to live with a local family for a month to volunteer with local children. But due to miscommunication, they had arrived too early for their planned program. In a journal entry, Chris Kremers had noted the individuals they dealt with were not friendly and quite rude. This entry was dated April 1st, 2014. Attempting to make the best of the situation, the two women decided to take in as much of Boquete as possible. So they hired a tour guide, which was scheduled for April 2nd, 2014. Though they decided they would explore a bit on their own on April 1st, the two chose to see the area that surrounded the active Baru volcano, which goes towards the Continental Divide. Experts say this area is easily explored by tourists, and if one were to become lost on the three-mile stretch, they would be easy to find. Setting out around 11 a.m. on April 1st, along the Pianista Trail, the two women had a backpack and no other supplies. An unlikely companion joined them. His name was Blue, a stray dog known among the community. Blue is seen following the young women along the trail. At some point during their journey, the women had asked an innkeeper for directions. The innkeeper advised them to take a taxi back into Boquete. Other than this sighting of the women, no one ever saw them again, alive. Some locals have said they saw the women having lunch with two young Dutch men before leaving for their hike. But that story has never been confirmed. When the dog, Blue, arrived back to the village, it was noticed by the locals that the two women had not come back with him. By April 2nd, the pair had missed their appointment with the tour guide they had scheduled, and their families grew concerned when they hadn't received any communication from them. On April 3, 2014, local authorities began an aerial search of the forest as well as foot searches through Bukete. April 6, the parents of the two young women arrived in Panama, bringing along detectives, police, and dogs from the Netherlands to conduct a full search of the forest. This search lasted for 10 days, and an award was offered $30,000 in U.S. currency for any information leading to the whereabouts of the young women.
0: Now I want to make sure listeners understand that although Panama uses the U.S. dollar as currency, by Panamanian standards, $30,000 is pretty much equivalent to $500,000 in a very developed country. $30,000 can change a local person's life, allowing them to purchase housing, businesses, or just land.
1: Right, and that was a significant reward amount. Searches and investigations continued on well into June of 2014 with no results. Some of the locals wondered if the two had become victims of a crime in the town and were never actually on a hike. Though evidence found proved this to be false. A blue backpack was found by a woman from the local Ngabe tribe. She stated the backpack was sitting on the bank of a river. Within the backpack, authorities found sunglasses, two cell phones, a camera, two bras, a water bottle, and Lisanne's passport. Though this is one of the most mysterious pieces of the story. Because if the girls had left the backpack there, it would mean they veered off the trail five miles into the dense jungle. Authorities now examined the backpack, and particularly the cell phones. It appeared the phone stayed powered on and active for almost 10 days, and after the women went missing, authorities discovered that the young women made multiple calls to 911 several hours into their hike. Only one call connected and lasted two seconds due to poor reception. Sometime after the attempted calls, authorities were able to determine that someone entered an incorrect passcode multiple times on Chris's phone and then powered it off. On April 11th, Chris's phone was powered on one last time. Authorities were led to assume at least one of the young women was alive, possibly five days into the search. After examining their phones, authorities went on to examine the camera found in the backpack. The camera had hundreds of photos on it. Some appeared to be normal photos of the girls, smiling and photographing themselves together. After the first several photos, they began to appear as if something was off. One particular photo showed Chris with a very concerned expression on her face. This picture was taken around the time that emergency calls were made. There were other photos that were seemingly taken on April 8th between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. The photos were of random images taken in the dark. Scenes of foliage, canyons, a bridge, and one with a stick with plastic sticking to it. There were over 90 images like this. It was also noted that image number 509 had been deleted from the camera.
0: Now, I've read some theories about these photos, and some believe that the women may have been using the photos as trail markers. Mm -hmm. Possibly they were kidnapped and thought if authorities found the camera, the photos could lead to them. Or some speculate that they may have been using the flash of the camera as a light source to scare animals away. Mm. Though there is a possibility that someone else entirely was using the camera and deleted the one image, does it show too much? Who
1: knows? Possibly. I've heard that too. Most believe the women were kidnapped and their abductors were taking the photos. During this time, Lisanne's family asked authorities to not release the photos to the public. Though a Panama-based television program accidentally released some of the photos, and then a Dutch television program did the same. But they focused on the back of someone's head. It appeared to be Chris's head, which appeared to have blood in her hair, indicating a head injury. This led authorities to wonder if Lisanne was using the camera to document markers to assist rescuers in finding her and her injured friend. Obviously, authorities began searching again once the backpack was found. Focusing along the Rio Culebra, near the village of Alto Romero.
0: The Rio Culebra is also known as the Serpent River, and it's a significant distance from where the two women Mm -hmm. were hiking.
1: Right. And during this search, something very odd popped up. Chris Kremer's clothing. They were found folded and arranged neatly at the river's edge. Her shorts zipper was zipped up and folded. They were about a half mile upstream on the opposite side of the river from where the tribal women found the backpack. This discovery stemmed more searches with teams of foreigners and locals canvassing the northwest areas of Panama. Approximately two months after the backpack was found, human remains were found. A piece of a pelvis bone was found along with 33 scattered bone fragments. The fragments were scattered over a large area. A boot with a foot inside of it was also found. DNA confirmed the remains, to be those of Lisa Ann Froon and Chris Kremers. Lisanne's bones still had skin attached to them leading authorities to believe they were alive for some time before the bones had been found. Chris's bones appear to have been chemically altered. Some will say they were bleached, and others say lime, though there's no definitive answer as to what chemical may have been used on her bones. Forensics noted that the bones had no scratches. It was also determined that some bones found belonged to at least five other people. When no other evidence could be found as to what happened to the young women, the attorney general of Panama declared it a tragic hiking accident and closed the case. Though the families of the young women were not satisfied. The Kremer family, represented by attorney Enrique Arrocha, felt that all evidence was not investigated and not all leads were researched. He stated that the official version of the story makes no sense. Some even speculate that Orocha's body language was tense and indicative of him being afraid, possibly threatened. During his time representing this case, he was always accompanied by a bodyguard. We also can't leave out the possibility of all the indigenous tribes in the area, In January of 2020, a mass grave was found in a nearby location in Panama. It contained bodies of one pregnant woman and six children. Nine indigenous people were arrested as a result of this. Police went on to save 15 more people who were next in line for this type of murder. Some tribes still believe in sacrificial killings. If
0: listeners remember our Season 1, Episode 1, Devil's Ranch, that group was heavily involved in sacrifices, particularly white students.
1: Yeah, what do you believe? Was Lisanne Froon and Chris Kremers the victim of a tragic hiking accident? Or was this something far more sinister? A local government cover up? A scared indigenous tribe who killed in fear? lastly, was this sacrificial? It may just remain part of the realms of the unexplained.
0: Another sad mystery. Now, those 15, I just read a little bit about that that was brought up elsewhere in my you Mm -hmm. know panama Mm -hmm. readings and and that happened over on uh, i forget the name of the island that's closer to the you know in the canal zone there's a man-made lake that helps with the rising and the lowering Mm -hmm. of the locks and uh yeah that happened over there but yeah crazy yeah
1: listen mr v All of us in the studio, wish you a wonderful, blessed trip. Thank Um, you. I was supposed to go too, but it's okay. It's fine. (laughs) Next time. Personal issues. However, I am going to be fucking shit up right here in the studio (laughs) for all of our listeners. So, (laughs) uh, um, yeah. So, just don't get lost, man. Uh, uh, I got this. Yeah. I hope so. Um, Let's go have a tequila shot.
0: Yeah. And uh, listeners, please uh, check out my... YouTube travel channel, Eddie on the go, and we'll see you next time. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsor's links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.
1: This podcast is supported by Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.